What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 54 of the Get Up Podcast. We've been doing this for a, l- a little bit more than a year. Wow. We've been traveling through ancient Egyptian pyramids of episode 34. We've traveled through ancient Greece in our past. We've, we've accessed genetic memories, perhaps. But w- one thing I'm here to tell you for sure is that I am going to be guiding you through this next little bit of probably nonsense and things I'm excited about. Thank you so much for joining me, guys, on episode 54. We are rolling. We are getting moving. Things are happening. Spring is fucking here, my dude. So things are going to be changing. You know, the flowers, the flowers are going, ah, oh, what a long slumber. I'm, um, mm, oh, yes, sun. I'm doing the same thing. I'm feeling kind of like a flower on a tree where I've spent the whole year just being like, like, you know, like not present or dead, deathly. I don't know. And and then all of a sudden the spring comes around and I go, oh, yeah, cool, son. Because that's just part of living in the Pacific Northwest, I suppose, I think, because it's, it's so cloudy all the time. That's what people that's what people told me when they said, hey. You're moving to Vancouver? And I was like, yeah, man. Like, I've had enough fun in Calgary, but I think that there's more things for the world to offer me in in uh, in Vancouver. There's just more things I want to do there. And in Calgary, they went, yeah, well, I know someone that lived there, and uh, there's a cloud there all the time. And I'm like, uh, I'm okay with the clouds that are around. They they bring rain. They bring they bring fun times. Sometimes I like to stare at them and 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 wonder why they are the shape that they are. You know, you may look, you may stare at a cloud and think, wow, that reminds me of, of my mom. You know, you may, you may stare at a cloud and you may, you may think, oh, that's interesting. A little observation. The clouds are moving at different speeds, right? I observed that one time because I decided to just sit down and watch the clouds. But people would tell me when, when I was thinking about moving to Vancouver, they were like, hey, there is an incessant cloud hanging over at all times and therefore a cloud hanging over your mental. But what they don't tell you is spring and summer are fucking great. I look around the city and I see, I see cherry blossoms everywhere. Where do you, where do you, where do you normally see a cherry blossom? Uh, Japan, right? I don't know other places where trees turn pink. They didn't tell me how pink Vancouver would turn except for that one time that I came and visited and it was a lot of fun. And I saw that the trees turned pink. And I was like, whoa, flowers on trees. I want to live here. And that was the start of me wanting to live in Vancouver. I remember one time I visited back in like 2014. I was with my mom. And um, we, stayed, we stayed in this hotel. And I had, I had my own hotel room. Bougie. And I just, I was so inspired by the rain that I decided to make a song about it. And I'll I'll put the song at the end of the podcast. Maybe, maybe I'll even maybe I'll even maybe I'll even bring us into the podcast with that song. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a song I made on on the machine, the machine micro, which is uh it was a it was a drum machine, um, but not the drum machine that you would you would think a drum machine is. I don't know when 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 I think drum machine, I just think of like a Rube Goldberg machine, like you just like flick over a domino and then a bunch of them just like, and then and then all of a sudden it's just like and making like a bunch of really cool music but like no so drum machines are like um you ever see like beat producers on them with like the pads and stuff and you just like hit a button and it makes a sound basically what i would do 
is I had like a sound bank. I, I, had, I had a bunch of sounds, um, you know, like drum sounds and like, you know, little hits and, and you know, like, 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 like a crowd cheering or something just to like encourage myself. And um, basically I would go onto YouTube and I would pull off, I, I, I would find some old song or an old quote or something like that. And I would I would remove it from YouTube using certain software, and then and then I would put it into song form. Like you could you could chop it up into little bits and assign them to each pad on the drum machine, and you could like you could like hit a sound. Like say say there was a song that went like da na 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 na. You could you could like um you could chop it up into equal parts and put it on each pad, and you can go like da na 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 da na na na. You could just like make any original sound out of like like you you could take that and make whatever you wanted and i made this song and i i think i called it damp and i i got to layer in sounds like i i i put in the sound of falling rain because that's what i was hearing as i was producing the beat and i had the drums really soft um and, and it kind of sounded like a native american inspired like drum beat just because it, it was just like like a like a like a boom 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 and and that was that was what I was inspired to make by the rain, which people said that would terrorize me, which actually in some time in some ways and sometimes it does. Right. But now that it's spring, we can do spring things. We can just we can just totally enjoy our time because because Vancouver, it changes from this damp place to to just sunny and warm. And boy, I am fucking excited for this summer because Jovi and I have just signed on our next place. And yo, there is so much fucking space for us to just live. Because in the last two years, we've just been living in this basement suite. It's like 500 square feet. And there's three of us here. And we like Jovi doesn't have a room. He sleeps on the couch. And finally, we're moving to a place where Jovi gets his own room, which means we get like a like a permanent living room space so everyone can just kind of retreat to where they are but we've we've done a really good job i would say that we've done a really good job um using the space that we've been we've been given here it's a very modular space things move around quite a bit like we've got two couches i don't know how we fit them in here but we do that like i i just take the couch and just like shove it into our kitchen area which is slash living room slash jovi's room slash laundry room but in the new space there's a separate room for everything. Uh, uh, you want a, you want a, you want a second bathroom? There's a room for that. You, you want, you want a kitchen? There's a room for that. You want a, you want a studio space where you don't have to move around the couches and stuff? There's a space for that. It's just everything has its own space now, and I'm so excited to see how we utilize that. Um, We've decided to live a little bit beyond our means just for a temporary period of time because we decided that we would grind really hard all winter. Uh, and we, we ended up taking that COVID cop job. And we ended up t- like I, I did a bunch of work and stuff. And, you know, I did some acting work. And now we just get to enjoy the summer. Like we're just going to move into this big old place, which is like it's it's hard to find a place with with space in Vancouver <laughs> for a manageable price. But we're doing it. So me, Jovi, and his friend Abby, who I may or may not end up having on the podcast, because he's he's a pretty interesting guy. Um, we're all going to be moving into this space, and our goal is to just like vibe out and chill and enjoy the summer. Um, and part of enjoying summer for me is more skateboarding, which is so exciting for me um, pertaining to this new move because I'll be in the heart of downtown. Because where we're at right now, it's like 
it's a, it's a 20 minute bike ride. But if I'm going to skateboard home from downtown, it'll, it can take upwards of like an hour, hour and a half just because like it takes a long time. And, you know, I don't always want to like bike and have the skateboard on me at all times. Like it's like it's a lot. It's a lot to handle, especially if I want to go and like bike in a, in a tight space. Then I try and fit in and then the, the skateboard will hit the wall or, or, you know, I'll get I'll get hit and fall over. Like I remember one time um, I was biking downtown and I had my skateboard on my back and there was, oh no, it wasn't a skateboard. It was, um, it was a tripod, but same thing. If you have a tripod on your back, probably the same thing as having a skateboard. Um, there was like caution tape. And I thought, I thought to myself, I can make it under this if I duck and I ducked and the tripod caught on the caution tape and I like fell off my bike and the um, the caution tape was like blocking off some construction site and this construction worker was just like standing there and she was like, thought you could make it, huh? And I was like, yep. I just like had to get up and ride away in my shame. But things like that will happen when you're carrying multiple things in a bag. And now, now that I'll be living in downtown for four months, probably three, four months. Now that I'm doing that, I can just go out and enjoy my dick and go out, do the skateboarding thing that I've been enjoying so much because um, I had to quarantine because I knew somebody who had COVID and I came into close contact with them and I had to isolate myself just to make sure that like, I didn't get the COVID germs and didn't, don't think, or at least I was asymptomatic, um, got my quarantine time up, time up. And while I was doing that, I got to work on my skateboarding skills because, you know, that's, a, that's an individual practice. You know, you can't go to work. You can't you can't go and hang out with your homies, which we're kind of allowed to do in Vancouver because because of the current level of restrictions. Um, can't go to restaurants unless they have an outdoor patio, which that's kind of a weird thing. Let's talk about that. Like, OK, they they close down the restaurants because they don't want you to be going inside and having COVID circulate or whatever. So they're telling all these restaurants like, OK, you can't have customers inside. So you must have like, like if you're going to be operating, you have to have some kind of a patio space. And then, you know, it gets windy in Vancouver or, you know, we want to have heat or whatever. Um, so they put up tents to make the experience nicer. And then what you've got is basically an indoor establishment that is outdoors, but also indoors at the same time. And so that's kind of the weird state of restrictions right now is like you can be indoors, outdoors, but you can't be indoors, indoors, if you know what I mean. So that's that's kind of the weird state of the restrictions right now. It's kind of it puts it puts the restaurant workers in a weird spot. Um, and then people were posting about how weird the rules were. And I guess I guess that BC Health caught wind of this. And then they were like, yeah, you know what? That doesn't make sense. OK, let's make it so that you have to have two walls of your tent open. So now we have this somewhat undesirable dining experience because it gets kind of windy in Vancouver. Um so the tents were helping at first and now they've removed the walls and now the dining experience has become unpleasurable because the wind has blown the shrimp into the wind. A, a shrimp wind has been seen traveling through Vancouver. If you see shrimp flying at you and you're allergic to shellfish, watch out for, for flying shrimp because it could touch your skin and, and, and give you necrosis. Or, or whatever happens when, when shrimp touches your skin and you're allergic to shellfish, which I'm really not even sure what happens there. I knew my grandparents couldn't have shellfish because they had gout, and I don't know what that connection is. Um, but yeah, apparently, you got the gout. You can't, can't eat shellfish? I don't know. I don't even know how it works. How does gout work? Let's fucking look it up. How does gout work? Gout occurs when you urate 
like urine, crystals accumulate in your joint, causing inflammation and intense pain of a gout attack. This is terrifying sounding. Urate crystals can form when you have high levels of uric acid in your blood. Your body, your body produces uric acid when it breaks down purines, substances that are naturally found in your body. I learned nothing from reading that. Um, uric acid, I think, is produced when you, when you make pee, I think. Um, and then purines. Boy, that sounds a lot like prunes. Do you get, do you get gout from eating prunes? How do you get gout? How do you get gout? And it just explains the whole process again. Like how, how did, how did, how did, how do you, how do you achieve it? How do you achieve gout? <laughs> how to achieve gout? Hmm. Causes. Here we go. Um, you're more likely to develop gout if you have high levels of uric acid in your body. Factors that increase uric acid in your body include diet, eating a diet, oh, rich in red meat and shellfish. I remember that correctly. Um, and drinking beverages sweetened with fruit sugar increases levels of uric acid, which increase your risk of gout, alcohol consumption, especially a beer, also increases your risk of gout. We learned a lot here today, folks. Today is the medical episode of the podcast. Sometimes I get paranoid that when I move the mic that I've like accidentally hit the mute button and then the audio will just stop capturing and then I'll just have a big old silent podcast. Or like I'll have to just use the mic audio, which, yo, so I have a mic on top of the camera that I use when I'm doing auditions and stuff. That thing fucked up on me. Oh my God. So technology has been betraying me periodically here. Um, like I, I was recording this audition with my friend Dan and we hit it, dude. We had a really, really, really solid, good chemistry. It was for, it was for a comedy. It was my first comedy that I've auditioned for in Vancouver. Very excited about it. It was with a casting director that I would really like to work with more because she just, she casts a lot of very exciting stuff. Um, and we did the audition. I was very stoked on it. And I sat down and like, we, we were watching it in playback and I couldn't, I couldn't hear it for some reason. Like we were just like watching playback on the, on the camera and I was like, okay, I guess the volume's kind of fucked. Um, so we just kind of went on. Um, and then when it was time for me to edit the audition together, I popped it into my, in, into my laptop and the fucking sound didn't work. Bro. Oh my God. That's so annoying because like I hit, I hit that audition. We had a really, really, really good chemistry going and just, I like to read with Dan. You've seen him on the podcast before because like, we do a really good job when we're working together. Like we're just like we are we're two comedic peas in a pod who, who we're a pod of peas who pee on each other. And and that's what makes us so funny. Like ah so he was uh Dan was generous enough to jump back on FaceTime and help me record another one, but it's it's really tough when you go through that and then you want to like recapture the magic. You you know you want you want to play the moment just like it happened before. But when you're acting, you got to just kind of be open to what's happening in the moment because usually what's most authentic to the, the moment that's happening is going to be the best. It's going to be the most truthful. It's going to play like you're actually in real life, which is what you're in pursuit of as an actor. Like, of course, you are making like a cinematic version of reality by existing in that. But also, um, you are going to create the most interesting reality by reacting authentically to the circumstances that you're presented with. Um, and when you're trying to recreate any kind of moment that's happened in the past, you're no longer reacting accurately to what's being put in front of you. You're reacting to what's going on inside your head. So 
uh, we ended up doing it and the audition was still pretty good, but I could definitely feel me trying to recapture uh, the old magic that, that was happening. Um, and I've been spending a lot of time thinking about um, acting technique in general. Like, um, actually, I'll, I'll go get my fucking notebook because there's some really interesting stuff I'd like to explore with you guys. Here we are. I've returned. So what I've got here is um, acting notebook number six. Um, I've done six whole or five whole notebooks of acting since I started my acting journey in uh, back in Calgary when I got my first um, lead role in a college film, which was big news for me back then. Um, and one thing that's kind of funny that I um, have done with my notebooks is that the first notebook that I got was gold. I was like, oh, it's it's the golden time to, uh, to pursue acting. And then the next one that I got was platinum. It was like a silver platinum. And then and then all of a sudden, as I started settling into my acting journey and realizing like what a long game it is, I've noticed that the 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 covers and the, the styles of the notebook have become more aged looking and wise. Like I went from like metals to wood. And then this one is like, I don't even know, Barney. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I wanted to share with you guys some interesting notes and stuff because yeah, of course these are, these are notes that I've taken on acting um, from either mentors of mine or workshops I've gone to or books that I've read. Um, and of course, these are these are targeted around acting, but also I think there could be some real world applications if you choose to just kind of um, take these these pieces of wisdom um, at face value, I guess, not thinking too much into it and just, you know, letting letting your subconscious mind do with it as it does. Let's read read to you guys maybe like one or two things from here. So um, above the drawing of a Sasquatch that I made. Um, I have a, a large bubble letter that says, seek the unusual. Like, what, 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 does, what does that mean for an actor? Like, seek what is unusual in a scene. Seek what is unusual about your own behavior. Let, let's go that direction. Okay, so you, you've been given a scene. And, and you have come in, and one of your primary directives in your head, or one of your directives in your head, one of the things that you want to do, is you want to seek the unusual. Why? Well, because usually for things like film and TV, the situations that we're being presented with are unusual. Like, of course, we're as, as actors, we're asked to react authentically and, and truthfully to what's happening um, and to, to make it more, I don't, I don't know, to, to build our reaction and to make the truth more interesting, you find what's unusual. Like, I, I, I guess that's what you do in comedy, right? You're trying to find some, you know, dissonance or something unusual about the ordinary, the everyday, the mundane. Like, I find that very interesting when comedians will just talk about how unusual something actually is. Like, you know, we'll, you know you'll, you'll just be living your life and, you know, everything makes sense. But someone points out something to you like, um, uh, why is it that um, we, we eat cereal with milk? but we don't do it with water or, or, or something like that. I don't know. Um, and 
finding the unusual, I suppose, will make you understand more about the world that you're living in. Because you could ask yourself, what's unusual for you as a person? And you could, ask, you could also ask yourself, what's unusual for the character? What, what, what's, what's, what is your character's sense of normal? And that'll, that'll give you an idea of what that character's point of view is. If you're just like, okay, so what's normal for this character? Say your character lives in a, in a sci-fi universe where he's, you know, uh, a, a red shirt Star Trek man working with Captain Kirk. I don't, I don't know how, how Star Trek works. Um, but what, what's unusual for that character is going to be very different than, you know, if you're playing a character in a Hallmark movie where, you know, what's usual is, you know, having a good time with your family and, and, and planning the wedding and, and, and finding the perfect Christmas tree. Un unusual is going to be very different and that'll help you clue into what your character's point of view is, I think. <laughs> so what else is going on, guys? Um, little guilty pleasure of mine. Um, World of Warcraft has come out with a new patch. Um, and I'm not going to bore you guys with the details, but it is a little bit of a guilty pleasure of mine to just like um, delve into that world just for a little bit because I don't think that I have the time um, and just I, I, I don't I don't think that I could I could justify playing it right now just because my days are so full of me doing things I enjoy already um, that if I was to play World of Warcraft, it would probably take away from other things that I enjoy, like doing the podcast. Like I would have less time to do this. Um, but I really like to just like dive into the details of like what's hap what's the latest in the universe and stuff because it's I don't know here. Warcraft is kind of like um, like a knockoff Lord of the Rings for me, e even though the two are not that related, except for in the sense that, you know, there are humans and orcs and elves and stuff and dwarves and whatever, and they exist in an entirely separate fantasy universe. And, you know, there's all of fantasy tropes and things like that. Um, but the interesting thing about World of Warcraft is that, like, it's constantly being added to and being and, and, and evolving, whereas Lord of the Rings, that universe, the token universe, is complete. It has a start and an end. Like it, there is no more things being created for it. Um, and it, it is kind of nice that I, I can't access my WoW account anymore because I don't know if, if I ever had so strong of an urge to to get back into it. Could probably do it. Probably find a way to justify that. Already going against what I've said before, <laughs> but I I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, so a bunch of new stuff came out and I got to dive into that. And there's a lot of cool, fun little developments. And that also inspired me to get back into reading about Lord of the Rings, which I got um, a novel from Jovi as a present for being a good housemate, I guess, for being a good friend, I think. Um, and he gave me um, The Silmarillion, which I've read already, but we, we lent out to a friend of his who we no longer are in contact with for reasons. Um, and then he also gave me Unfinished Tales. And dude, I'm enjoying it so much. I think I've, maybe I talked about it last podcast, but like just learning more and more about a fantasy universe. Like, I think that is at the heart of what I enjoy about World of Warcraft and what I enjoy about Lord of the Rings is just like having like a fully fleshed out fantasy universe and just learning more and more about it. Like I just have this like thirst for more knowledge. And and that's what Unfinished Tales has given me. Like I just read one of the, the first tales in it. And like, I even want to read the footnotes. Like usually when I'm reading something and I see a little number beside something, I'm like, I don't know, whatever, whatever the fuck. Um, but I got to the... There's like a bunch of, of annotations at the end and it, it gives you that little extra hit of knowledge. And I'm finding that very satisfying to do. Other thing I'm finding very satisfying these days is skateboarding. Still, 
Like, okay, so I finally landed my first kickflip, which I'm fucking stoked on. Didn't get it on film. Um, but I did get my second kickflip on film. And yo, there, there, is, there was so much crazy shit to learn before I landed the kickflip. Like there's, there's just so many things that you have to think about. Like, okay, you have to think about getting the best pop on your board like you do for an ollie. And then you got to think about flicking your, for, flicking your forward foot off of the, the, the front part, the nose. Um, and one thing that I've been really trying to work on um, to get better at landing them is bringing that foot back. Because like um, one of my most common errors is I do the kickflip and my back foot lands back on, but because I've flicked my foot out, I want to just like follow that current of motion and my foot just like lands on the ground and my back foot lands on the skateboard. So it's kind of like I've done like a no comply kickflip and that's not what I want to do. That's not the goal. Even though no comply kickflips are kind of okay, kind of cool. Um, I'd probably need to do like a 180 to make it a no comply. So I don't actually know how that works. Um, but yeah, if I, if, there, there's there's two base principles that if I maintain them in my mind, I will land the kickflip, which is um, one of the principles is um, I have to anticipate how fast the board is traveling and where is it going to be in the future. Because if you do the kickflip and you just stay stationary, the board's going to go out in front of you. If you do the kickflip and you send yourself too far forward, the board's going to end up behind you um, or you'll land partly on it, either, either on the, the front part or the back part, and it's going to fly out from under you, which is happened to me multiple times. Um, but I've, I've noticed that if I focus on bringing my foot back to land back on the board and trying to anticipate where the board's going to be when I land, then I can get a lot closer to landing it. So I've landed two so far, which is fantastic because like I thought, I thought to myself, uh, especially during, during the coronavirus time when there's a little bit more free time than usual, especially, you know, if, if work closes down or, you know, new restrictions are imposed or whatever. Um, I told myself that if I didn't pick up a few more skateboard tricks, then like, what the fuck's the point? Like either I wanted to pick up guitar, sold the guitar, whoops. So that's not happening. Um, or I would pick up some more skateboarding tricks and fuck skateboarding's hard. It takes so much work. <laughs> no one tells you that because, you know, you see people on skateboards and, and doing they're they're doing, you know, all their thousand tricks and, you know, they're landing them every time. And you're like, well, what the fuck? What the fuck? It looks so easy for you. And it's because they've put in all that time. It's because it takes that focus and devotion and that want, that need to land all those tricks. So I kind of just like built up that need for myself, especially through the frustration of not landing kickflips. Oh my God. Like there's, I, 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 land, I do not land very often. I think I'm getting better uh, and I'm getting a lot closer, especially with these new principles that I keep in my mind. But fuck, it's hard. Um, sometimes I need a break and I'll work on other tricks. Like there's this, this other combination that I've been trying to do, which is I do I do a, a front side revert to pop shove it. Uh, and I'm still in fakie, which means that I'm riding kind of backwards on the front of the board. And then I revert back once again um, to ride forward again. And that's really fun. Like if, it, if it's in good speed, it's like, I change over, flick the board, land on it, and then change again. And it looks so fucking cool. Um, and then the other trick I've learned lately is the the um, boneless 360. And I know what you're thinking. Uh, boneless 360, isn't that a deal? Isn't that some kind of a sweepstakes prize offered by Buffalo Wild Wings for like free boneless wings for a year? You would think that when you hear Boneless 360, but what's actually happening is far much, much fucking cooler. <laughs> um, 
So one of the tricks that I learned when I was skateboarding, when I was a, a wee lad, you know, when I, when, I was, when I was less than 14, which is when I started parkour. So it must have been before then. Um, I had a few tricks that I could do. And one of them was the boneless 180. So I would, I would grab my board across and I would take one foot off, push off the ground, jump up, and then do kind of a 180 with the board and land back on it and ride away. And, and I guess I never thought it through because, you know, if you're doing the 180, why not go for a 360? I don't know. That was just kind of that, that was just kind of my logic lately. And I was like, fuck, it would be cool if I could if I could boneless 360. And it is kind of a flex, especially when I'm just like skateboarding at the art gallery. And then I just hit like a, you know, I'm, I'm having troubles lining kickflips and stuff. And I'm like, ah, fuck, these are hard. Let's do something cool and like a little bit easier. And I just go for the boneless 360. And people are like, oh, cool. Like you can you can actually kind of skate, even though you don't look that comfortable on the board right now, which is true. I'm still learning to be a little bit more comfortable, trying to have like a, a more comfortable looking posture. Trying not to be so bent over, trying not to to have the balancey arms, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I've landed a couple of the boneless 360s and and ridden away from them. Rode, I rode away from them. Ridden, Riddler, I riddled away from them. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the tricks that are kind of coming into play with me these days. Um, I'm really hoping to incorporate some more grinds into my technique because grinds are things that I have not done much exploration into. Like I can kind of do a board slide, which basically you just kind of kick your board and try and keep your balance and then kick off again. I've landed a few of those, but like it feels like a really low difficulty grind. And also it's, it's, I say low difficulty, but it's also hard, hard to do um, on ledges because the board will slide out beneath you because you're on a slant. Um, so I want to do some grinds that are a little bit more conventional in the sense that like, you know, you can do them on a, on like a stair set or, or a ledge or something. Um, and then my other desire is that I want to do maybe before the end of summer, I want to ollie the, the stair set at art gallery. Um, and it's, it's like, it's like a four set. Um, and it's not, it's not that high. It's not a whole lot of impact, but like terrifying if you're, if you're doing it on a skateboard. Um, because, you know, if you if you don't land properly, the skateboard is going to shoot out from beneath you, which is my fear. Um, but yeah, I, wanna, I think I want to do that before before the year is up. And I guess the challenge would just be to trust that the skateboard is going to be beneath you. But I guess if you're doing an ollie, it's not that bad. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't seem that horrible. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll be trying it a little bit sooner in the future. Um, other thing that I'm looking forward to in the future is Magic Spoon Cereal. This podcast is not sponsored by Magic Spoon Cereal, nor is it sponsored by anyone, except for me. Check this out. You like this hoodie? Go and get it. I made it. Go to joshdoey.com. Um, but yeah, this, this podcast is not sponsored by anybody. But if it were, if I had the choice, it'd probably be sponsored by Magic Spoon Cereal because they have had a very successful ad campaign because they have ensnared me. I pride myself on 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 being above the influence for for advertisements and and not giving in to the temptation that advertisement tries to to build into you know there'll be there'll be an ad for uh, a a new a new pair of shoes or a new taco and they'll they'll say you cannot live without trying this taco and I'll go <laughs> I've been alive for 24 years without eating this taco um and and then that's it you know, every once in a while, maybe like a Wendy's burger advertisement will get me. So maybe I'm not as above advertisement as I thought I was because now the the Wendy's Korean barbecue burger has gotten me. It was all right. Kind of a disappointment, honestly. Um, and then and then the fucking magic spoon cereal. Have you guys seen this online? So it's just it's literally just 
a magic spoon in a cereal box. No, I'm just kidding. It's um, it's it's cereal, but it's healthy. You think? I don't know. I thought it was healthy cereal until I started looking at some of the ingredients, and I think there's like some kind of extract that's like basically sugar. So it's probably just as unhealthy as normal cereal. But I've got five boxes of it coming my way. There was like there's like this variety pack that they offer, um, and there's five flavors for you to choose from. And I was like, oh yeah, I want like maybe like four. Like you, you choose four of the five flavors, and I was like, oh, I want like the fruited pebbles one. I want the 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 cinnamon toast one. I want like the chocolate one, and and the other one. I don't know what the other one was. And then you go to the checkout, and then they're like, hey, you just found our hidden cereal. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then they're like, you gotta eat this, right? And I was like probably if I'm eating four of these, I'm going to have five of these. And so I just bought the fifth one. So now I have five boxes of magic spoon cereal coming and I've been looking forward to it for a long time. And now, now that we've, that Jovi and I have signed on our new place, I'm getting kind of anxious. Cause like, you know, what if the cereal doesn't arrive in time and then I have to, you know, come back all the way to point gray where I live, which is kind of far from downtown. Um, and I have to come back here just to get my cereal. Like, Hey, um, it's Josh. Uh, I ordered some like funky cereal that's supposed to be healthy for you. You know, like you, we, we grew up, but our cereal didn't. Uh, and now it has. So what I'm hoping is that I can um, have some of that cereal. And then, you know, it's probably going to happen upstairs. The neighbors, they're going to go like this. Man, I'm sorry to tell you this, but like we ate the cereal. And I'll go like, you, you deserve it. You know, it's a nice place you live in. And you should eat nice things. Have a nice day. And also, it was nice being your neighbor. Have a nice one. And that's when I got stuck in a nice loop. When you get stuck in a nice loop, there's there, the only way to, to go is to be nicer. You know, they were not nice for eating my cereal. I'm going to be nice to them. I'm going to continue to be nice to everyone. Because that's how, that's, how, that's how life works. No matter what happens, you just stay nice. You stay positive. So... Yeah, I'm really excited about um, going for new skateboard tricks and and Magic Spoon cereal. Um, and one thing that maybe you could be excited about is that my birthday is coming up. Whoa, man. Yeah, going to be turning 25 here. Big old 2-5. You know what it feels like being 25? Probably the same as being 24. Um, but I've decided that this is going to be the first year that I, that I celebrate my birthday in a while because I don't really like to celebrate my birthday always. It hasn't always been a thing that I enjoy. Um, even though when I was a kid, it was something that I looked forward to. And like even, like even when I don't celebrate it, it's still something I look forward to, I guess. My birthday gives you a little something to look forward to. You know, being a year older, the enchanting magic of increasing the number of your age years. But this year, I'm thinking about celebrating it because, you know, can get a couple people together on the beach, hang out, play spike ball, smoke a little weed. Can do that guilt-free these days once I turn 25 because that was a deal that I had with my mom for a long time, um, especially when I was just starting pursuing parkour. Um, her deal was that she would help, you know, take me to jams and things like that. And, and she would be like kind of a sponsor to my journey if I avoided weed in the younger years. And sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't. But um, basically her, her whole methodology was that 
Um, she didn't want me to get too into weed before I, I turned 25 because, you know, apparently your your brain, your brain's still developing. It's still in, in the primordial ooze of your brain. It's still, it's still learning how to be human. And, and her theory, I don't know, I don't know what science is behind this. I don't, I don't know, I don't know where she got this information, but her theory um, is that weed will meddle with the development of, of a wee brain. I actually think there are some studies behind this that that make that true. Maybe that's why I'm making the podcast these days like this. You know, maybe maybe the why that's why things are so hectic. You know, maybe 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 that's why the Africanized bumblebees, the Africanized killing killer bees, are are migrating to the north, and it's something that we should be afraid of. Why is that related? It's not. I don't even think that's something that's actually happening. It was just a rumor that I was told when I was younger, and I believed it. Like when bird flu was a threat and I found out about that and I was like, oh, wow, bird flu can kill many people. And then I I was like in the car with my parents and I looked around and I just imagined every car and every person as a tombstone. <laughs> and that was one of the most terrifying thoughts said that I've ever had, without a doubt. Um, and now I'm living in the middle of a, of, a, of a global pandemic and things aren't so bad, you know? Things could be better, right? The, the film industry is kind of kind of moving at an okay pace. My life's moving at a at a pace that I'm mostly comfortable with. Things could be moving a little quicker. Um, but I guess it's not so bad. I guess people don't turn into tombstones. But uh, why did I stop celebrating my birthday? Bro, I had a paintball party planned with people, purple people, purple people paintball party. I had a, I had a birthday party planned when I was like, I was probably 12 or 13. Uh, and I invited some friends from school who were not as close as a friend that you should invite to your birthday should be. And um, I handed out these invites fairly late, organized going to Rampage, which was the the local paintball place. And um, I arrived there on my birthday and nobody was there. Nobody came. But I still did paintball with my brother and that was pretty fun. Um, but that kind of just made me go like, damn. I was like, I was like, damn, if I have a birthday, it's going to suck. For the longest time, I was like, I don't want to celebrate my birthday anymore, man. It's going to be a bad time. No one's going to want to come. Maybe I should have just given them a little bit of advance warning, huh? Because I was like, what, 13, 12, one of those two numbers. When you're that age, you require a little bit more advance warning. Why? Because you can't self-drive especially to a place rampage across town in the in, in the northest of westest or wherever that neighborhood was northeast north south east west any any of those directions any combination when you've got a place to be across town you haven't given enough warning to the young children they're not gonna have enough time to convince their parents to go i bet i bet you most of them were like dad please let me let me go to josh's birthday and then the parent first of all is like who? And then and then second of all, I was like, uh, it's actually across town. And your mom and I planned on 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 invading space at that time. So I can't give you a ride because, you know, parents will just make any kind of excuse when they don't want to do things. Um, but this year, I'm hoping to just get together a couple of friends and just play spike ball on the beach and hang out and just like just chill. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to it's going to be nice to just celebrate because that that's kind of what summer is it's a it's a it's a celebration of all the hard work you put in in winter you made it through the gloomy months the incessant cloud of a vancouver has passed and now 
You just get to enjoy the sun. Look at the palm trees and the flowering flowers. And, and, and just say, ah, I've made it. 25. Never thought I'd make it to 25. Most people say, they, they say that at like every age. They're like, you know, you, you turn 11. And you're like, man, I never thought I'd hit age 11. You know, you're going you're gonna to hit age 50 and go, ah, man, I never thought I'd reach age 50. And then, and then you know, you reach age 70 and you're like, I, I was really hoping I wouldn't reach age 70. But here we are. And now I've got to make do. You know, maybe I should have made some, some smarter decisions when I was younger. But actually, I think the decisions that I'm making as a young man, not so bad. Following my heart, doing what I enjoy. And I think that the money will come because right now it's starting to come in, you know, booking acting work. And I'm like, fuck, I got to book more acting work because it was really fun. And like, that's how I want to make a living. And and hopefully that comes. So, yeah, I think I'll probably leave it at that, guys. It's been it's been a it's been a slice. Thank you for joining me on the podcast, watching me move the mic around. Or if you're listening on the audio version, Jay um, or or Greg. Is Greg listening? I don't know. Um, or, or James or Brenda or Brody or Wes, my homies. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you for staying on this journey with me. Um, hope it was funny or educational or to an extent nonsensical or, 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 or it was nonsensical to an extent that it was entertaining. Any of those, I'll take it. So yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Hope you enjoyed yourselves because I enjoyed myself doing this. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yeah,